The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Your child has brain cancer. Can you imagine hearing those words about your own child? Nearly 5,000 families each year hear this life-changing diagnosis and live daily with the fear it brings. When a child is diagnosed with brain cancer, their lives are forever changed. The treatments used to treat children are toxic and cause damage to their developing bodies that can affect them for the rest of their lives. 95% of children who survive brain cancer will develop a significant health condition by the age of 45 as a direct result of the toxic treatments. This includes diagnosis of another cancer later in life or other countless deadly health problems. Our kids are special, and we need to treat them that way. By making a donation to the Team Jack Foundation, you fund research that leads to safer, more effective treatments, giving kids hope. You can be the difference. You can fund the cure. Join us and donate today by visiting teamjackfoundation.org. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back into it, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. Go Currency. I, I believe he's got the sport coat on. The tie is tied. He is making his way to, to make up. Not that he needs it. Make sure he doesn't stop over here first and beat me up. Jay Moore with this Big Red Wrap-Up, Husker NFLer. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll dive in on... Nebraska Public Media tonight uh, with Big Red Wrap-Up. Jay Bird, it's Illinois week. How are we feeling? Uh, you know, I I don't like when Nebraska fans go to this one. Obviously, we'll get into that a little more, but I'll tell you what, I do need makeup, and I need lots of it. So um, <laughs> I need all the makeup I can get. I, mean, the, I, I have to do it, you know, honest uh, honesty here. I, have, I do it myself. I try to get my wife's input a little bit, you know, and trying to get the shine and, you know, look somewhat presentable, you know, get the appearance right. But uh, it's hard. It's hard to get this uh, mug. I, I have a I have a facial radio, I believe. Well, I never told you that. Uh, <laughs> I never, ever, ever said, Jay, just stick with radio, brother. <laughs> well, it, it is more difficult to get that makeup right than you'd expect. I had to do it for, for class when I was at UNL. They, they made us wear makeup on camera, and I never felt like, more emasculated than going to Walgreens and asking this lady to help me with my makeup. Some base. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it, I, I struggled with it, and I was like always sitting in the back putting on my makeup, and everyone's yep, like looking at I, this guy like, what's this guy doing? Yeah, yep, I've been there. Jaybird's going to revolt, and he's going to go full Charlie Sheed in Major League, and he's going to sit down and say, do I, look like, do I look like a banker in this? You know, going to be a, a, a leather coat, <laughs> sleeves are ripped off. He's going to have a T-shirt and a tie uh, around. Uh, no, Jay, hey, no, I can't wait for, for tonight's episode. You know, Nebraska's healed up. But, man, it looks pretty daunting starting with Illinois with what they have coming down the pike and – I want to go here first before we, we talk Illinois. We, we 
ended the last uh, about half hour talking about you know judging Mickey's performance, right? When it comes to the job, when it comes to uh, as as Elijah appropriately put it, being the Plan A guy. And I want to get your input, man, as a former Nebraska guy that's that's covered the program and been through. Uh, some arrows yourself as part of the Callahan era. How do you judge, you know, what Mickey does when it comes to that argument, that performance that either seals the the job for him or makes it, you know, uh, a reality that Trev's going to go a different direction? Yeah, I think the, the first thing you got to kind of having some a conversation with you know former, some uh, coworkers today this, um, this afternoon and. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't. He was obviously wasn't put in the best situation. No, it's tough. It, and uh, obviously, talking, referring to the offensive line, defensive line situation. I mean, that is, you know, that's not good on either side of the ball right now. And so, I think you have to take that into obviously into consideration with what Trev is looking. I, I do like, you know, the effort and the energy that Mickey's put into it. I like his no nonsense approach to it. I I really appreciate that. I'm you know here you know from behind the scenes that you know Mickey is just working tirelessly to recruit, and uh, that's that's what you got to have. And I know that coming into this, that's what we knew. Mick uh, was one of Mickey's strong suits was the guy could flat out recruit not only in his home state of Louisiana, but he has an ability to connect. And I think we have to have that um, in in a head coach and, and in any rest of your staff. They all have to be really good recruiters, and I. Uh, think that's one thing to consider with him and his connection with the players you know is is something to consider him only being here for you know not even a full year yet and you know I, I think it's noticeable that I think Mickey has a better relationship with Casey Thompson than, than Scott Frost ever had and I know Casey's only here been here for a little while but I, I think Mickey and, and Casey have a, have a connection I think he has that connection with a lot of his a lot of his players and I think that's something to consider as well. And it's hard. If you, you know, at the end of the day, it is going to come down to wins and losses. I, I, I firmly do believe that. But you have to look at some of the other intangibles and some of the things that you might not go totally into the wins and losses to give Mickey a, a, a serious nod or, and a serious look. And like I said, Trevor's Trev alluded to the attributes that he wants, you know, a, a grinder, a guy that can recruit. You know, I think that's uh, something that Mickey does possess. But, again, he hasn't been given, you know, a full deck here. I mean, the, the cards are stacked against them coming in trying to fi- trying to finish this thing out. So, obviously, it's it's not going to look the way he wants it, the way we want it. And, I mean, it is it is totally, totally feasible that Nebraska does not win another football game the rest of this, this season. That is definitely on the table, unfortunately. And it cannot totally be obviously put on – the blame can't be put all on Mickey. You know, has, that has to be put on, you know, the Frost and, and what he's done the previous years in, in trying to get this team ready to prepare and, and get him ready for the season. So it, it's hard, but I, I do I, – I am liking Mickey more and more as the weeks go by and as you see other teams – tend to struggle. You know, Iowa State struggle a little bit. Uh, Baylor doesn't look like, the, you know, the same thing. You know, and you, you just look at other teams around the country, you're like, man, you know, is, you know, are we looking more grass is greener on the other side with trying to find a different guy? Or, or is Mickey, or is Mickey, could he be the guy? Um, 
you know, with that being said, you know, and we still have, uh, like, there's five more games yet to be played. And, you know, he can definitely get himself this job if this team does, can find, you know, at three more wins. You know, this team gets to a bowl game. I think it's, it's you know, it's it's all over. That's, that's Mickey's job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they got a tough one this week in Illinois. Uh, Illinois is going to attack them in every facet that Nebraska is very poor at. You know, they run the football well. Nebraska is not very good at stopping the run. They, they have the ability after the passer. Nebraska obviously has, you know, one of the most, you know, you know struggles the most off of the line. That's probably the worst position group on this team right now. So they're going to expose us this week. And if somehow Nebraska is able to be in it in the fourth quarter, you know, have a, have a chance, you know, show some improvements over the bye week, and, and, and still, you know, even that's, it comes out with the loss, then you still you got to look, okay, you know, they have improved, they've done some things, you know, they're dealing with some injuries as well, but you, you can you can, uh, you can can take something from that if you're looking at Mickey, you know, going into the future. Yeah, and, and Jay, what Mickey said this morning at his presser was that Nebraska's number one key to be able to, to, to stick around with Illinois is to be able to match their physicality, but whenever you look at an offensive line for Illinois that, at least on paper, on film, looks like it outclasses Nebraska's front seven. And a front seven of Illinois that, on paper and on film, looks like it outclasses Nebraska's offensive line. Does it just come down to physicality, or is there just some things that you're going to be outmatched and you need to game plan around? Well, yeah, they're they're, I mean, they're better than us in you know, a majority of the categories. You know, and, we're, and where it matters, you know, offensive line versus their defensive line. You know our defensive line versus offensive line. I, just, you know, I don't. They they are better than us, and it shows, right? I mean, one loss, top. You know what? There's in the top twenty in the in the nation, and and they've 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 showed drastic improvements from year year one to year two under Bielema, and they do play physical. Um, I think if we can match their physicality somehow, in, in game plan, I think I think there's going to be some game planning coming into this. I don't think we can just get up there and just say, hey, we're coming at you, stop us. I mean, I, we haven't been able to do that hardly to anyone this year. So that's that's well, out, that's not even with any consideration. So, yeah, we're going to have to get creative. You know, Whipple's going to have to get creative. I, I don't think you're going to be able to have Casey stand back there too long. You know, they're, they have, they can, they're able to generate a passers with four. They Illinois always seem to have some really good uh, speed rushers. and So I think he's not going to be able to sit back there and try to – Keep you know leaning on that big play with Trey Palmer. Hopefully they're able to connect you know a few more times, but it's probably going to have to be some quicker intermediate stuff. And Trey's going to have to do something in the second level on his own besides trying to take the top off. Because I just don't think Casey's going to have the time. So that's going to be that's part of the game plan. And then if you flip the script defensively, I mean you look at with having Heinrich out, you know, and, and hopefully Reimers is able to come back and, and play somewhat. You know, Reimers struggled without having Heinrich in there. You know, when he's had to play with Houseman, he hasn't doesn't look like the same player. And that, that's not – and it's hard. It's hard to play with a new guy. Uh, I've, I've always said, you know, when I was playing, I was either used to playing against – or playing with Titus Adams or Barry Cryer on my side of the ball on the defensive line, and then whether Ty Steinkuhler or whoever else came in the game, it just was different. It's not quite the same. You know, on the, you're on the right field. You, the communication lacks. So that's going to be a major issue as well. Um, and, and maybe you know it's not Houseman. Maybe it's uh, Kalarvik's able to step in there somehow and fill that fill that void. But front seven are going to be. I mean, they're going to be they're going to be attacked. And they're going to they're going to have to play well. They're going to have to play get off blocks. You know, to play physical. I don't know what they're able to do creativity wise and be able to get some movement going from the D line. You know, you know, stunting gaps, slanting gaps, doing certain things. 
bringing some run blitzes, getting creative on, you know, some if they are able to get in some third and long situations, creating some some pass rush some, somehow in some way. I just, Nebraska hasn't shown their, the ability to get home with four majority of the year. You know, that's either, you know, that's, I don't want to say that's a knock against O'Shawn or, or Garrett Nelson and, and Caleb Tanner, but that's just that's just the way it is. I mean, just calling, they hit Sam Bell to get home, so they're going to have to probably manufacture some pressure to get home and, and try to get off the field on third down when, when that presents themselves because they can't have the same situation that they had last week where, you know, I don't, I don't think Illinois is the type of team to get you 38 first downs, but there's something to learn from that, and you got to be able to be more efficient and get teams, you know, in third and long instead of, you know, third and three, third and four, where you're kind of, you know, you're, you're back against the wall a little bit where they can run or pass on you, and you're just kind of, trying to guess there. So they're going to get creative on either side of the ball because I just don't think they can match some physicality right now. There's obviously there's some depth issues. There's, there, you know, they have some playing some younger players. So we'll, we'll have to see what it is. I mean, it doesn't, doesn't, you know, doesn't shake out well for Nebraska in this one, unfortunately. And uh, I, I didn't like this game. Once I saw Illinois' success early in the year and what they've been able to do, Obviously, what they're able to do is going into Wisconsin and, and beating them up there. That I'm like, oh boy, this is, <laughs> you know, it's easy, it's easy to look at Illinois and say, oh, there's there's a potential win, but then you see them playing like, man, they've gotten better from year one, year two with Bielema, and then what they're able to go up to Madison to do is uh, it was pretty alarming. So I'm like, man, that that does not suit well for us in the you know the last last weekend of October. Jay Moore with this big red wrap up on Nebraska public media tonight. Jay co-hosts, of course. Uh, Big Red wrap-up, and uh, also uh, Jay Bird with uh, the NFL, with the Niners for a lot of years. Jay, uh, you know, why? Answer me this, and Elijah and I have been beating this up for a lot of the season when it comes to either development or recruiting, but why is Nebraska so thin? Why is Nebraska running out an Ernest Hausman who was playing high school ball last year? Yeah, he's physically gifted, and maybe he's – shown the most on practice field that's one possible answer but there's too many situations where nebraska doesn't have uh, a plan b behind some guys that might be struggling uh that start how come it's how come nebraska is where they're at yeah it's it's, i mean strictly from a development issue you know i i don't know the I'm not a huge recruiting guy. I don't. That shocks me. You've not changed in the years. Okay. <laughs> no, well, I just don't put much stock into that because I just don't think it matters. I mean, it matters to an extent, but it only matters if you're able to develop the guys as well. I mean, it's rare that you can't just get a, you know a roster full of five stars. It's like, hey, here you go, come start and play. It's it's you, you know if you're able to get some high four you know four stars and maybe you know somehow we sprinkle in those five stars every now and then. Then okay, then then you might have the discussion, but you have to you have to develop your guys and and you have to and it's, it's hard, right? Because it, it's so tricky because you you want to be able to get the high level guys and you'd think they're they're able to come in and plug and play and, and do some things, but it's just it's it's a lot to ask for for you know an eighteen nine year old kid that steps foot on campus and it's it's a different ball game. I don't care what high level of football you played at. I don't care if you're playing five A in Texas, you know, it's this, this is a whole different ball game. You know, everyone's a everyone's, you know, a, a four star um, recruit essentially, you know, and you it takes a toll on some guys mentally when they step into that. You know, they're they they went from a alpha dog now to, you know, bottom of the totem pole and that, that takes the guys some time to develop. But you know, if you're if you have the right system in place, you know you're able to fall back on you know a junior 
or or a senior who's a walk-on who just plays special teams, and he's kind of earned his way. He's learned the system. He's been in the meetings. That's that's the way it should be. You know, you're you you, you might in some instances have to throw a, a true freshman in there to play, i.e. A, a Fabian Washington or Ralph Brown or whoever it may be to come in and step up. But it's hard to ask a a linebacker to step in day one and, and say, hey, hey, hey man, uh, here you go. And what, whether it's uh, North Dakota or Georgia Southern, like he had to see early on, you know, that's, it's, it's hard for anyone. So it just comes down to they haven't developed right. You know, we, we know Nebraska hasn't practiced right. I don't think, you know, Frost and some of the staff, you know, put, you know, the, the, the effort was, is definitely, um, I have to question it. But just you got you got to get these guys ready to to go, you know, when they step on campus, and if they're if you're able to play right away, great. But if not, you have to be have a foundation and plan for these guys to say, okay, how 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 are we going to get these guys ready? Because you just can't think that the a freshman is going to have the the whereabouts, the know it all to just do that. You have to have a plan. You have to almost. There has to be some handhelding in, in college. I mean, these are still young kids to make sure they're doing what needs to get done uh, to develop and do the right things. And it's and it's a lot of it comes from just getting your head kicked in a year or two on scout team. That's how I got developed. Jim Morris, you know, I, I played it my sophomore year, so that's it's you. You have to go through those issues. Jaybird, we'll be watching tonight. Thanks for giving us a few minutes, man, before showtime. Yeah, no problem. Anytime, fellas. Appreciate you. There he is, black shirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore with us here on Hale Varsity.